All Year I Dream About Gaming Conventions. Welcome everyone to All Year I Dream About Gaming Conventions, the podcast you didn't know you needed about Gen Con, Origins Game Fair, PAX Unplugged, and beyond. I'm your host, Quarex. And I'm your other host, Ben. Before we get to Indianapolis, we finish our late-breaking Gen Con updates that you, our dreamers, demand. Kicking things off, we have three new releases we didn't talk about before. The first one being the Versus All Elite Wrestling Collaboration. I am excited because I've actually played Versus and I actually watch All Elite Wrestling. Question for our dreamers, what is Versus? Versus is basically a card game where you line up your teams like you're having a fighting game in the arcade and just go nuts. They probably don't want it explained like that, but that's how I always felt it was. So tell me why you're excited about this one, Corex. I guess this is because of the first time a property I'm particularly interested in has been used in a way that actually makes sense for the property in a while. Though it's weird they claim this is the first AEW official game product for tabletop, given that the Super Show game booth in 2021 definitely had AEW crossover cards and Ivelisse was randomly there signing autographs, but I guess this is the company, not just individual wrestlers being involved in collectible card space, so... This isn't necessarily a new release, but I like going to the Free League booth and finding out what new cool stuff they have. All of their Kickstarters are delivered from Scandinavia, and shipping is expensive from those countries. I will typically wait until Gen Con and go check out the booth and see what, what cool RPGs are deserving of my money. And we'll also give a shout out to the Charcuterie Board Game, uh, 3WS Games, booth 151. Kickstarter funded in January of this year, and it looks like a short, fun game, and it looks like food, which I'm totally into. And they're going to be doing demos at their booth so hey go check it out i'm not a big demo person but this game looks like a lot of fun and i'm a little bummed that i can't buy it right now but i'm definitely checking out those demos it's probably a good time to mention that none of this stuff we're talking about is sponsored this is literally just the stuff we like if you want to sponsor us you can reach out to us but otherwise yeah we'll keep doing our thing we're going to give our dreamers what it is we want and if there's a sponsorship you'll hear about it So there are some other events we didn't talk about beforehand. Either they've shown up later or that we noticed them after the fact. First one that's really exciting for me is the Gen, Gen Con, Con Film, Film Festival. Festival. There are feature-length films. There are short films. There are medium-length films. They're all about nerdy activities. Some cool stuff. Dreams in Gary's Basement at Thursday at 9 p.m. It was just released to Kickstarter backers this week, and folks have a chance to go see that. There's also the Eye of the Beholder Art of D&D film that's Sunday at noon. Worth checking those out. They seem pretty cool there's open gaming at the lucas oil field which this question comes up constantly on all forms of social media i've noticed like where can we just do open gaming well there's the answer there's the games library go to the stadium you play some games and it's also the alexander rpg project this group just kind of brought a bunch of rpg books new and old check out the history of the hobby play a game you know it's a great place to go and enjoy your hobby there is a event called Dungeon Dudes and Ginny D, which is this year's very expensive D&D game. Quarks is going to drop it in the show notes, but if anybody goes and gets into one of those games using generics, I will tell you that we have a prize for you if you find us after the fact. We may also want to interview you because you've gone to a True. $200 event and <laughs> handed somebody 100 generic tickets. and. <laughs> The max you can buy is 200, so that's very impressive. 
Another one, uh, there is a homebrew Letterkenny game. I can't attend either session due to conflicts. This is one of my favorite TV shows, and somebody is just kind of doing a game of it, and I'm I'm excited. Kind of want to hear back from anybody. So if you're there, you do this, or you're a dreamer, or just want to reach out to us, let us know, because I'm, I'm super stoked about this. I also enjoy the show, and let it be known, we did not quote the show a single time in telling you about it, and that's remarkable restraint. I also would like to talk about Tova. Tova, 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 Tova. It stands for Toys, Oddities, Video, Slash Games, and Art. It is the catch-all collection for the auction, 4 o'clock on the Saturday of Gen Con. I described it, even before I got involved with being part of it, as like part religious revival, part improv comedy, but not like the bad kind, just like the sarcastic kind of funny stuff, and part just celebration of life, really, is what it comes down to. I love Tova. I love the auction. Please come to both. Uh, we got another couple honorable mentions that we just didn't have time to do justice, but there is a concert on Saturday night called Degoff Rockers, which is a bunch of people who dress up as orcs from the Warhammer 40k universe and are going to play you some loud music with distortion pedals. I'm not sure if I'm going to attend, but it seems like a lot of fun. I looked them up and I was like, yeah, that's yeah exactly what they should be, so good, good for them. There's also Chomp at All Play, booth 1641, which is a game of collecting dinosaurs. So as someone with a six-year-old, uh, yeah, I'll be there. Lastly, there is a Settlers of Catan expansion called Soccer Fever, um, which is apparently the World Cup of Catan. And I'm not a huge Settlers of Catan person. I know some people love it. It's a fine game. But color me intrigued at the World Cup of Catan. I guess we should cover just the general stuff we forgot to talk about before, because Gen Con Indie is the largest event in the world ever, and, you know, there's always more you didn't talk about. It is the World Cup of tabletop board gaming. There's uh, the coupon book. People also ask about this a lot. It's available right by the customer service slash will call, the side opposite the exhibit hall. Somehow I miss this booth like half the time, despite having gone for decades. So just think about it. Make sure you go find the coupon book because there's going to be good stuff in there. I think you also get a bag out of the deal as well. Yeah, yeah, I think so, usually. So there are also a number of lounges that are available to certain attendees who need to take a break from the long con, but you can find those in the show highlights section of the program. Thinking about other things that are not, like, in the exhibit hall or formal parts of the show, there is the Gen Con merch booth run by Rollacrit, and I know you have some thoughts about that. Oh, I have thoughts. For me, historically, the merch has been pretty meh for the last eight years that I've attended. The first Gen Con, I went and bought a Genevieve Dragon shirt. It was all fine after that, but nothing really induced a capitalism. In 2020, I went and got two shirts and a pint glass, but I was really more concerned about making sure the con didn't go under as much as the shirts called out to me. So in either 2020 or 2021, they changed vendors to roll a crit. And last year, they had some stuff that almost convinced me to buy some stuff. And let me tell you, this year, it was just, mwah, they, they have some really great stuff. They've got some shirts that are really leaning into an 80s Hesher vibe this year. And speaking of that, I, I have to mention, thanks to a certain six-year-old, who loves checking everything to see if it glows in the dark. I can confirm the Genevieve night scene shirt does glow in the dark. There's a diversity of glassware. In past years, they've had a pint glass. This year, they've got a tumbler as well as a sake glass, which I think is a new thing for uh, mm. uh, for Gen Con. Nice. 
And I'm pretty excited about the dice bag, because it's hard to go wrong with gelatinous cubes for we gelatinous rubes. Quarrex, we're finally at that point that we've been promising you since episode 10. We're finally getting to that hot goss. Ben, be careful! You're gonna knock that cup over and spill tea everywhere! This year, we've finally broken the 2019 record for total number of events. But there are a large number of cancellations that we're seeing. Yeah, the trend of sorts really started when Magpie Games, the indie darlings, canceled like 100 plus events, I think, due to a lack of game masters to run things. They had flyers up in places like Donuts and Dragons begging for game masters, and I guess they still couldn't get enough, even recruiting locally. They'd run like Masks and Urban Shadows, other games. They're the license holder for Root, the RPG, and Avatar, which almost made $10 million in their Kickstarter. Wizards of the Coast partner Baldman Games is currently scrambling to avoid cancellations of their Avalon Hill Games. They're offering your badge, a swag bag, and even in some cases, some cold hard cash. I'm looking at this and thinking, like, is this just how things are going to go now? Like, the big companies that try to run a bunch of games are are just not going to be able to do it? It's possible. I'm going to preach just some amount of caution. So some of it can be GM demand. I mean, I think some companies that aren't having these problems have realized that it's harder to recruit GMs that are good and aren't going to flake. They have upped their offerings for what you get for running games. Magpie, in some ways, may have overestimated the pool of interested GMs. They had the big Kickstarter. They have the multiple Ennies winning route, but not everybody wants to run those games. Honestly, I think that this is a sign to GM groups that if you want to have a decent presence that a room a badge and a t-shirt just isn't going to cut it anymore of course coming back this is why we lean hard into recommending that you get into generic tickets and you don't really base your whole schedule around specific events even if you do have you know some you really want to play in the hot goss category we also have persona 5 this is a cooperative card game it's based upon a popular jrpg game the publisher pandasaurus looks to be targeting a fourth quarter 2023 release now, the game wasn't supposed to be out yet, and there were some Persona 5 events where people could learn how to play the game. A lot of people were super excited about it. However, recently, every event was canceled due to circumstances beyond Pandasaurus's control. And we've seen some speculation on social media. I think speculation on social media is the hottest possible goss. Some folks have speculated that this may be related to supply chain issues with the game some lack of key staff to run the learn to play section. Someone even floated that they may have lost the license. It's very important to stress that this is speculation. Nothing's actually been confirmed as of the time of recording. You know, we don't we don't know. You're a small company. You have one person who is supposed to go and can't go for any number of reasons and suddenly a number of events get canceled. That's unfortunately something that happens at Gen Con. And speaking of the opposite of a small company where one person disappearing can make a huge difference, Wizards Wizards of of the the Coast Coast is back? back? We were very confused by that announcement, considering they've been gone for basically the entirety of 5th edition from Gen Con. Quarex, what booth can you find Wizards of the Coast at? Oh, they're at a booth, uh, don't have a booth. And do they have their staff there running games for people? Yes, their staff, Baldman Games, is running D&D, and Pastimes is running Magic. Yeah, both are longtime partners. Since Watsi left Gen Con. Do they have any events or seminars scheduled? Uh, no. So, what are they actually doing? Well, they've sponsored the cosplay parade. And? They, they have an ice cream food truck. And? And you can buy the Bigby Sourcebook about giants two weeks early. So, what exactly are they doing? 
I'm assuming this is like an active effort to reestablish goodwill in advance of one D&D. Given the last eight months of their missteps, I wonder how they managed to drop the ball on this particular one. I am excited about the ice cream, though, to be fair. Corex, how can people find us at Gen Con? I mean, you know, we're always on social media. We'd love to hype stuff up with quotes from people listening who aren't just, like, my BFFs who support everything I do. Maybe we'll have a thing at one of the nights at a place with maybe some food and possibly some drinks. That doesn't exactly sound like your level of planning. Sometimes at Gen Con, Corex, we gotta play things by ear. If you want to find Corex, all you got to do is look for the large, um, <clears throat> look for the tallest man at the auction, probably wearing a Baldur's Gate shirt, being amazed there's anything that can keep him from playing Baldur's Gate 3 at release, which goes to show how awesome Gen Con Indie is. Hashtag love life, hashtag basic Viking. If you're looking for Ben, uh, you will find me, a large but not notably large man, wearing a Tottenham Hotspur football club kit. I'll be around the Cobalt Press gaming room at the GW on Thursday and Friday, um, and all sorts of other places on Saturday and Sunday. See you at Gen Con. Greetings from the end of the episode, weary traveler. Perhaps you would like to examine my social media wares, all gathered at linktr.ee slash dreamaboutgamingconventions. We sell everything, from Instagram to Facebook to YouTube. Soon we may have whatever tip jar the kids are using these days. All music for this episode was composed by Quarex. Except for Adidas, courtesy freemidi.org. All editing for this episode was by Ben.